something weird about that. That was hilarious. He's kind of dead. It's fine how you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life. I can't really, like, sing it. And I'm feeling good. Totally likes it. I'm glad you like my Nina Simone. <laughs> I can't really, I can't really do her. She's got obviously such a unique voice. Hi, this is uh, Emily from um, <clears throat> Requiem First Stream. We're rock and roll over in your grave. <laughs> I'm here with Kareen. Hi guys. And Liz. Hey. And today we're talking about Nina Simone, a personal favorite of mine. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've all heard of her, but actually her life is so interesting. There's so much we don't know about her. It's, it's insane. Or maybe you guys do because you're Nina Simone experts. I don't know, but I watched the documentary, so get up to date. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So Nina Simone, you guys know Nina Simone, right? Yep. 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 <laughs> you didn't sound very confident. Me? Like, <laughs> you definitely do. Like, okay, so <clears throat> Nina Simone, who was born Eunice Kathleen Wayman, she's born in 1933. So basically, <clears throat> I where was see. she born? She was born in North Carolina. Carolina. She's born in North Carolina. She had like five other siblings, and she aspired to be a concert pianist. Um, she had. Uh, these people in her hometown, um, let me find their names. Um, here we go. Okay, there were these two people that saw her in church, and they saw that she was, you know, had a skill for piano, and they wanted to teach her piano. So they, she, they taught her to be a concert pianist. She was kind of a prodigy, right? And she really was. Yeah. No, she was very good. It was her dream to be, like, the first um, black classical pianist wow. mm-hmm. at playing at Carnegie Hall. It was, like, her dream. So, <clears throat> she ended up going to Juilliard, and it's. I think they had like um even like a collections for her, like like people would donate money to her education. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So she went to Juilliard, and she wanted to go to the yeah uh, the Curtis Institute of Music, but her application was denied. And her family had a rec- um had moved to Philadelphia to be near her. So she still needed to, you know, after Juilliard, make the money. So she started, um, she started performing at uh, Bar and Grill in Atlantic City. So in the owner, like, said, like, she had to sing, like, that she couldn't just play piano. And she really had never been considered singing at that point. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it would increase her income. So she started singing, and she didn't want her, pa- um, her parents to know that she was singing the devil's music. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even kidding. And um, so she changed. Was she still going by Eunice? No, oh, she, at this point, this is where I'm going with this. Yeah, <laughs> she changed her name to Nina Simone, okay. so her parents would know it was her. So um, yeah, and she ended up um, just you know obviously she has the voice she has. It was amazing, you know. So um, so what was cool was uh, yeah, she got really famous for um, she did a rendition of. I Loves You Porky from Porky and Bess. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of got her like high up on the billboards. She was in like the top 20 for that one. So she married Andrew Stout in 1961. Really like he was a cop and he dropped out of his career to make her famous. To um, So he became like her manager and he really worked at it. He, mm-hmm. he put his own money into having her play at Carnegie Hall. 
And that was like her dream to play Carnegie Hall. Mm. And she wrote home, she's like, I'm playing Carnegie Hall, but I'm not playing Bach because she really wanted to play <laughs> classical music. Yeah. She, yeah. Just saying, you know, jazz. And she really combined like folk and jazz and, um, and like different things together. It was kind of amazing. And she never, she had no singing lessons. She just had this amazing voice. She was an amazing pianist. And she ended up writing words and she like really threw it all together. She was kind of a genius, a mad genius, but yes. Um, so she was married to this guy who spent all this money trying to get her famous. And, um, but he was also very abusive, which was a problem. Uh, and he also worked her very hard. Like she, when they had their first child, she wanted to stay home with the kid yeah. and he kept making her go on the road and work. And it was just exhausting for her. And she was always very stressed out about it. Then in 1964, she was very affected by what happened in um, in Birmingham. So she wrote this song, um, Mississippi Goddamn. She was famous before for singing like jazz standards and, you know, just like crowd pleasing stuff. And then she wrote this song that was very controversial at the time, very like ballsy. And... Um, yeah, people were like, oh, wow, you know? So um, so she ended up becoming, like, pretty good friends with, like, different people in the civil rights movements. She ended up, she performed at Selma, you know, and uh, she was friends with Martin Luther King. She was friends with Malcolm X. Malcolm X lived next door. They became neighbors, and their kids played together. And actually, when she would, like, kind of, like, disappear sometimes, uh, her daughter would stay with Malcolm X's kids. And she pretty much was raised by, with, Michael, with um, Malcolm X's kids. So, um, so yeah, she was an unbelievable singer. And uh, so she kept going. She got very into the civil rights movement and uh, to the point where it got a little, like, extreme. Like, I know she there was something where she went up to Martin Luther King and yelled at him about how nonviolence doesn't work. Mm-hmm. She got very into, like, the, um, like, the Black Panther movement and stuff. And... Um, she, you know, she was very confused and unhappy and like, she was just very bothered and she couldn't figure out what was wrong. And she eventually picked up, left the family and moved to Africa. And, um, she said it was the happiest that she had ever been. She loved it there. She brought her daughter there at some point when she was like 12 or something. And they did not get along. The daughter, she was very like physical with her daughter. Yeah, and, um, you know, the daughter ends up wanting to move back with her dad. And then eventually Nina ran out of money, so she had to go perform. She moved, I think, to France? No, first she moved to Switzerland, then France. And uh, she started performing again, you know, to be able to afford to live. And she just started to kind of go downhill, and some friends of hers, um, you know, they took her to a doctor, and they figured out that she was bipolar, so they had to give her, you know, medication for that, but it had a lot of risks. Like it could, you know, make her like not as good a pianist, not as good. A, like it could have, she could eventually start to slur, you know, stuff like that. And it would kind of like numb her out a little, but they're like, she's, she just has these erratic fits of anger, you know, which she did. And, um, so yeah, she had to go on that medication. Eventually, she did have to go back to the U.S., which she said she'd never do again. She, like, hated the country, and uh, she was there for many years. I don't know, she was interesting. She was very crazy, but very talented, 
I just felt bad for her daughter because it sounds like she was very um, neglected and then treated shitty, you know? I don't know. It sounded better in the documentary. Well, when she came back to the United States, wasn't she... Wasn't there, like, a warrant for her arrest or something for unpaid what? taxes? No. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, she was. That's she's like, I don't live here anymore. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Why yeah. should I have to pay taxes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so funny. Well, like, she didn't like that the U.S. was involved in the Vietnam War. So no, she, she like, didn't like mm. that. She didn't like that they were kind of, like, looking the other way when all these horrific, you know, racist actions were taking place. Right. And uh, it's very interesting. And yeah, she became friends, and, and you know, again, then like she became friends with all these activists who, of course, all got shot one after another, and that was devastating for her. She knew them personally, yeah. you know, and there were people like crying in the streets who didn't even know them, and then like she really knew them. Right. You should see like footage of her like performing at these things. Like she got so into it, and her songs were so cool. But yeah, like, Mississippi Goddamn. Yeah, a cool that one, one I know. Yeah. That was a cool one. Um, I always, my favorite song with her is always, um, my baby don't care. Like it was, it was a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I love her voice. Anything she sings, I'm like, oh fuck. It was so distinctive, her voice. I know. You know? Yeah. I love women with deep singer. voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the same. It's not like a deep voice. Everyone has a wonderful voice, but I mean like deep, like I, you'd think it's a man singing sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Like Nina Simone and, um, who sings that song? You know who I'm talking about? The other woman who sounds like a man? Who? There's a couple who have really. You know who sing that song? Um, uh, Fast Cars and Tracy uh, Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Totally thought she was a dude forever, and I know now she's not. I love I love women who sing, sing sound like men when they sing. I don't know why. Well, why don't you talk um, about her temper? She had a really fucking bad temper. <laughs> <laughs> she would lose her shit, and it turned out it was because she was bipolar. Makes sense then. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever. No, um, this is how they described her. They said there was one, this guy she worked with. Uh, I don't remember his name. And um, he was a, a guitarist that she worked with. And they really like he, he always said he, she was like his sister. He loved her. But sometimes she would be this other person and it wasn't her anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever known anyone who's bipolar, but mm-hmm. it is kind of what it's like. It's yeah. like it's like, where did you go? You know, it's 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 very upsetting to see. And in the 80s, she uh shot a gun at a record company executive. Oh, she's so nuts. Yeah. <laughs> because and, because uh, she, they, she accused um, this person of stealing royalties, and um, she said that she tried to kill him, but missed. Didn't succeed. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me I mean, <laughs> I'm was, glad she it was didn't succeed. Unsuccessful killing. Yeah. Just take him to court. <laughs> See what happened so to good him. old suing. But yeah. And so, in the 90s, mm-hmm. okay. she shot and wounded her neighbor's son with an air gun. What is wrong with okay. because <laughs> Because this uh, young man's laughter disrupted her concentration. Yeah. Hmm. She was like that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to, when you first start taking your meds, of course, like the first thing you're going to do, like when you start to feel better is think, I don't need this anymore and stop taking your meds. So I'm sure she was, also it makes you feel awful. So yeah. I'm sure she was on again, off again with the meds, right? um, which is terrible. I know it's also, she was always very isolated because of, you know, her piano lessons, her career. And now this, like it kind of forces, like kind of forces you to isolate people mm-hmm. because of your mental illness, which is isolate yourself from people because of your mental illness, which is un- 
sad. It's awful. It's right. like, it's a terrible side effect. And if people aren't understanding about it, it's like, it's just going to come off as your dick, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so what about the movie in which there's a lot of controversy that Zoe Saldana played? Oh yeah, I didn't see that. There was a lot of controversy about it. Um, as <clears throat> far as I know, because, you know, um, like Nina's skin color being a dark-skinned black woman and, and her features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it was a big part of who she was. You yeah. Can't, you know, something that you can't, like, you know, ignore that. So, Didn't um, they darken Zoe's skin? Yeah, so that's movie? the thing. They were like, okay, I mean, she's, a, I guess you could say, an Afro-Latina Zoe Saldana, maybe? Uh, is right? that Isn't what she, she is? I Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> but... Right, so they darkened her skin to look more like Nina, and I guess she put on a wig um, to resemble more of Nina's, like, you know, the way that Nina looked, but mm-hmm. a lot of people were uh, upset about it, and I, I didn't see the movie, but... I didn't see the movie. I heard it was good. It was a big thing. I think that, it. I remember that being a thing, and I know that the daughter um, approved it. She did approve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The daughter was like, no, it was great. Like, she played her very well. <laughs> well, they didn't get a that the daughter she didn't get along yeah. with. Of course she'd be like. I think she cared about her mother. But like, yeah, no. Um, you know, I just, I didn't see the movie. So I was just wondering, you know. I haven't um, seen the movie I want I've to. i heard bad things about it. I'm like, oh. Well, I think it I probably didn't do it. well because of that, that press. Which is, I know that's come up a lot. Is people. Yeah, and I, but I feel like even, I feel like you don't have to look exactly like the person to do a good job. Even though I understand I guess some people's criticism of Zoe playing Nina. I but think the issue is that um, there aren't the a reason. lot of um, parts for like darker skinned mm-hmm. women, and, and they always go to and it, they're they're right. taking that away from um, an actress that could have done that, you know? Well, right, and that's a good yeah. point. I mean, that's kind of a controversy. Well, what about? Um, I was just watching the other day, like Diana Ross played Billie Holiday in a movie. They look nothing alike. No, they don't. But or. Denzel Washington played Malcolm X. They don't look anything mm-hmm. like either. So I, but they're also, you know, they they did a good job portraying they're the people. They're, they're acting. So I don't know. I guess I can't really comment until I've seen the movie. Well, but, you know, I didn't I understand. Remember when they had um, the Oscar so white thing? Yeah. And at first, I didn't really get it. And then I, someone played like a reel of all the Hollywood whitewashing. And when you see it all in a row together, you get it. You're like, oh. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up. There's <laughs> like yeah, it's not a lot really... of representation of darker skinned individuals. And when there when there is trans people they have or actual trans people, a white person playing them, like or something weird like that. Did Angelina Jolie play a black woman in a movie? A biracial woman in a movie? Oh okay. well, she she's you know she could pass for a lot of things. But people were like, but well, still, there's a lot representation, of, and there's a lot of biracial um, actresses that could yes. have gotten. Okay, so there's this movie. It's an old one called Pinky. Have you ever seen it? It's like Drew Barrymore's mom is in it. Okay, and she plays um, a black woman who looks white, and I'm like, you could have found an actual black woman who looks white. This is just a yeah. white woman, right? <laughs> and you just like you just have her black family around her, and it's just like, nah, I don't, yeah, I don't buy it. it's just like if you guys have ever seen Imitation of Life, yes, amazing. So that's a good, po- that's casting. a good one. Yeah, um, we saw it together. Yeah, I think we did. So oh, she introduced me to that movie. Oh my god! There's, you have to see it. It will make you cry. I made so. Jess watch it, and Jess was like crying. It's so really? sad. It's so sad. But um, there's two versions. There's one that came out in the 1930s or 40s, mm-hmm. and then there's one that came out in the 1950s. I believe the one that came out in the 30s was um, it starred Freddie Washington, who was a she was someone who can pass for white, but she was black. Mm-hmm. So um, you know she so. The, 